I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like North by Northeast, Millhaven Institution, and TikTok. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. All right. Hope you guys are uh, spending some time outside now. Uh, I know a lot of, like, some stores are open. I don't know if that's true everywhere, like, in the States. But I, I think I saw something about, like, even, like, fucking Italy or some shit. Uh, who, you know, they got hit real hard with the virus. Um, uh, opening things up a little more or, like, letting people go outside and stuff. Which is, like, it's crazy to think you can't even go outside. But I know that's how it is for some people. I've definitely been spending some more time outside. It's getting bright and sunny here. And, uh, you know, well, it's raining right now. But uh, looks like the sun might come out soon. And that's real good. Because uh, it's it's nice to go in the park and, like, do some running. Or, like, you know, it's nice to go running sometimes when you don't got to do be running from somebody, you know. Or, like, running after somebody or something like that. Um, it's nice when people just give you money. You don't have to go running after them. You know, allegedly. But anyway, uh, yeah, I hope everybody's got, uh, seeing some like, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like a, 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 br- a brightness on the horizon. Like it was real dark and now it's getting brighter out. Just like the sun makes uh, the weather that way. Anyway, who knows if that's real or not. I hope that uh, things are getting better and uh, you all get your stimulus checks and stuff. Uh, I don't get that kind of thing because I'm a legal person illegal whatever whatever you want to call it it's all alleged anyway fucking bullshit if you ask me um i gotta give a shout out to the producer of the podcast we got luke ellis heather royston gem city sabrina vaughn cotton sarah koenig chelsea mcnally cardboard boss colony and carlos hernandez uh yeah thanks everybody for doing this we're going strong here um with another month and hope we can keep that going uh, real good. If you want to get a hold of me, or uh, not get a hold of me, but like leave me a message, maybe I'll answer the phone. I did that once before, and it turned out all right. Uh, you could get a hold of me though at plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. That's uh for the American numbers. And you know, like uh, if you're not in America, or like yeah, you can't like call long distance or whatever. You can always just like uh call me or not call me. Well, you could probably call me on like Twitter uh, or something. Maybe. I don't know. I got a Facebook page. You guys ever go on Facebook? I used to go on Facebook. But now every time I do, I see people talking about how uh, Trump is their like great leader and, and stuff. And uh, we should be allowed to go outside and get everybody sick. And, it's, and I'm like, hey, old people, we're doing this for you, you fucking assholes. So uh, maybe stop it with that shit. You brainwash fucking shit bags. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, it's okay though. You know, like people are entitled to their own opinions and I frankly, I think it's going to be a while till things get back into, into where we need to get them for people to be able to go out and do work and stuff, which sucks because, uh, you know, you want to have people with like money in their pockets, which I guess is a good thing that stimulus money can because all right, you know, it's like when they give tax breaks to big companies that don't help me too much. Because, uh, you know, like, uh, that's in a bank. It's hard to rob a bank. It's easy to rob a person. So, uh, there we go. Uh, allegedly, with all that. On this episode, we got Colin Blackrabbit from the band Iron Tusk. They're uh, based out of Canada. <laughs> we get into it on the show. So, I won't keep you guys waiting. Uh, it's been a slow news day. So, I won't talk about too much uh, other than that. And uh, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green. 
an inmate at the Harrell Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Colin Black Rabbit on the Intruder Green Podcast. All right, how you doing, bud? How how how's things in? Uh, you you guys are. Uh, let's see, you you the band Iron Tusk is near. Uh, where is it near? Is it Calgary? You near? Yeah 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 yeah. We no we're out we're out of uh we're out of Calgary Alberta. All right, just uh, you know Southern Alberta. Yeah. Kind of Western Canada, yes. Uh, yeah, a fair, a fair amount of fair amount of good bands that come out of our city, and oh, for sure, a lot of. I mean, it's a it's a it's an oil town, right? So, oh yeah, one of the one of those kind of cities. Uh, lots of lots no, of like blue collar ness about it. <clears throat> oh yeah, hardworking people. A lot of uh, yeah, a lot of good people in our city. Uh, overall, I think uh, you know, a lot of good bands come through on their tours when they can. When it's not like minus thirty outside, but oh, yeah. for the most part, uh, Calgary is a really beautiful city. Yeah, I know it gets pretty cold up there, but uh, you know, spring is here. We just—it's like Easter Monday right now, I think, when we're recording this. So it's like, uh, you know, what? I guess spring is sprung or whatever. Some, yeah, it's really—it's really weird for us here because like it will snow and then it will melt and then it will, like it, as soon as it starts getting nice, it will just like snow again. It's yeah, the, I know the what that's likes like. To, the weather likes to mess with us. <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, we spend a lot of time hanging out in Wisconsin, and it's uh, it's very much the same way there. It's like, oh, it's it's it, it'll be like uh, April, and it's like, oh, it's like a fucking almost summer outside one day, and then like a week later, it's snowing in May or something, and it's like, huh? It'd be cool if it was just like summertime or even like a nice mild spring, you know, like mild weather. It's weird, but you know, like whatever people think that like, it's not cool to talk about the weather, but I feel like all of those people are like from Southern California and they're just like, they don't understand what it's like to have different weather and like the extremes, you know, I think, uh, I think, you know, it, it, it might, it might make you appreciate, uh, the nice weather more though, when you have to deal with that crazy uh cold winters with all the snow and stuff well especially when you're on the road it's like it can be a nice summer day and then boom it's snowing or it's hailing or oh or yeah. whatever yeah so yeah no the, the weather here in canada although canada is a very beautiful place to live oh well. the weather can be very unpredictable <laughs> especially western canada like we've toured over there a couple of times now i mean it's a lot easier to hit up the east because i think everything's a little closer together but uh, we, had, we we were lucky enough to hit up Western Canada a few times, like just all the stuff over there, including Calgary. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's beautiful, you know, like when you get in the mountains and stuff and it's like, uh, you know, those mountains that go down into the water and it's like, 
Then you go up real high where there's lots of snow and the snow-capped mountains. And it's like, I don't know, you find some barbarians and wizards fighting up there, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't know. That was, a, that was I don't know, fucking uh, a, a roadie Dave and I think Blue were talking about that for a while. But they might have just been real high. Or it could be true. I don't know. I'm not for, for sure about either one of those things. Well, when you go to when you're driving to, through the mountains from Calgary to Vancouver, you see a lot of moose with uh, sunglasses on. So that's that's a thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's a cool moose. You know, like a moose is pretty cool anyway. But like we've got sunglasses on, he's extra cool. But you you ain't yeah, never yeah. seen none. You, you ain't never seen no uh, barbarians or wizards fighting in the mountains. Then have you? Only on the overnight drives. So oh yeah. Think, uh, that's through right. all the tunnels you'll see a lot of barbarians yeah i think that's what the northern lights really is if you ever seen that you know when the, the 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 sky gets all like green and blue and stuff it's probably like just weird shit from weird wizard magic going on <laughs> yeah yeah well canada canada definitely is a, a place of experience and what what you read in uh I, I don't know, there's, there's tabloids about how wholesome Canada is. It's, it's all of the above. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, just from knowing people and uh, experiencing, you know, living up there, you know, it, it's great. And we love uh, being in Canada. It's like one of our favorite things to do when we, when we tour the States. It's like usually, you know, we tour the States and then we have a few dates in Canada. And it's like we're always looking forward to that point where we can cross the border and just like find weird potato chips and stuff and like <laughs> meet nice friendly people and like people yeah, who are yeah. down to have a good time was it uh was it the leg wagon tour you guys were here last time in calgary uh, oh god it might have been yeah i yeah yeah, yeah. because That's the last time uh, I, you guys. I think we've only been up that way a couple of times and the first time was with strung out and then uh yeah the second time would have been i think with lag wagon it feels okay. like it's been such a long time though now, but it's probably just because I've been <laughs> stuck inside doing nothing for a while, and it's like everything seems like it happened a long time ago. But you know, yeah, it's de definitely been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, but tell me about the band now, Iron Tusk, because uh, I wasn't familiar with you guys, but I checked out some of your tunes, and uh, it's pretty cool stuff. It kind of reminds me, like. At first, I was like, oh, this is like metal. But then I was like, wait a minute. It's got some kind of like old school hardcore thing going on, too. Kind of like a black flag or something. Is that, do you think that's correct? Or where's the band coming from? Like, how did you guys start? Yeah, yeah. Well, we all grew up like originally there was three of us in the band. And then we added like a second guitarist. But. We all grew up together. We all grew up on, on a reserve just east of Calgary, about 45, 45 to an hour east of Calgary. Oh, wow. And, like, we all, we all like, grew up together, uh, yeah. went to high school together. Uh, we're all young adults. Well, we're all middle I'm, like, 27 now. We're all we're all the same age, uh, you know, just listening to music growing up, uh, you know, just, you know, just the old, didn't know, didn't know how to play instruments, kind of found your way along the way, and then just started doing shows and tours. And Oh, yeah, you learned to play just, together just, and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, and just everything nice. just kind of happened naturally, I guess, and we we never really had a, a band to reference us, but it, it's, there, we had, there's so many elements that we all, we all have, like, 
I'm really into uh, a lot of weird like uh, death metal and black metal. And oh yeah, all the other all the other guys have their elements of music. Like definitely, there's some good reference points there, where, like with the Misfits and Black Flake for sure. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. Um, that the, 80s hardcore style. Yeah, that's is, is that's definitely right. something we love. Yeah, I could tell in the in the music is real good. Now, do you guys have an album out? Because I was looking online for your stuff, and it seems like it's just like there might be an EP and some singles, but I couldn't find like a full length LP kind of deal. We've actually like the approach we've been taking is because we want to just keep doing seven inches and cassettes yeah. and singles because we we want to we want people that just want more, right? So yeah. we've un- we've unintentionally haven't wrote written a full length yet, but that's that's coming, but. We want to like put out seven inches and cassettes and have singles online, just to just to. We don't we don't want to we don't want to lose people's attention. We just want to offer two to three songs at a time. So, so that's kind of been our approach. But I mean, we definitely plan to hunker down and, you know, do ten, ten to twelve songs eventually. Yeah, well, I think like that approach is actually pretty like it's kind of old school. Like, you know, back in the, like the 50s and 60s, that's the way they used to do things. You know, it would be like, oh, here's the single, and then there's the B-side. And then when the artist goes on tour, th- those are the hit songs, but the, otherwise they're just doing like covers and stuff. And now I think it might actually be a popular thing uh, that you guys are doing, uh, getting into it again, because of, you know, the way everything is with like, everything's online everything it's like yeah you could come out with an album and like i still enjoy you know an album and everything and getting to listen to something front to back and having like that journey through like whatever the band was trying to do but it's also like exactly what you're saying like you know you keep them like keep keep the fans hungry and like maybe you know you can put uh, if you do like a couple of songs at a time you can kind of put like more into just those songs than if you're trying to work on a whole album. And uh, yeah, especially for like, you know, I'm not sure where you guys are at, but like for any like DIY type band, um, it's, it's probably a lot easier to just like, you know, fund, you know, doing a couple songs at a time uh, as far as recording and everything and all the expenses that go along with that uh, than trying to do a whole album. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we wanted to put more effort into our songwriting, so we thought, okay, let's try two or three songs. Let's uh, let's see these songs grow and uh, see where we can go with it. And we spent we spent a, a bit of time on working on the tunes. And I, at the end of the day, when when all was said and done, we were very happy with ourselves with what we did and what we were able to change and what we were able to create. And no, and you're right. I guess financially, like if you're gonna spend about seven seven to 14 days in the studio those those kind of add up and you know we we wanted to we self-fund our band so yeah we wanted to be as economic as we could and you know if we if we can do a seven inch here then we can do uh like have have money for a music video or to do like a press release or press uh do a special limited seven inch colored seven inch so we, we're just trying to find ways where we can cut corners but also deliver a good product oh yeah for sure i mean you know i I don't even think that's necessarily cutting corners it's just like kind of being smart about how you do things because you know it's just like i said you you concentrate 
if you have limited funds or whatever because you fund your own stuff, it's like, yeah, just like you kind of have to be like, you know, you know focused more, I guess, yeah. is the right thing to think of it like that. All right. Yeah. Um, so what's it like for you guys? I know you said you, you're, you grew up on a reservation and I don't know, like if it's the, kind of the same situation is in the, in Canada as it is in the States with the uh, reservations. I don't really not familiar with the history there. Um, I don't know if you could fill me in at all on that. Uh, as far as yeah, like the trials yeah. and tribulations of growing up in the, in that kind of situation. And and and, and well, somehow getting into punk rock. Well, I think uh, there's a lot of similarities with the states, but again, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the reservations here in Canada, you know, we were historically speaking, we were we had our land taken away from us. We were put on a reservation. Yeah. We, given limited resources, you know, had to make it work, and just had a lot of adversities, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of social issues. So growing up. You know, we we've seen a lot growing up. A lot of a lot of people we love. You know, getting into trouble. Uh, you know, dying stuff like that. So, kind of growing up like in a marginalized community. But I mean, with punk rock music or metal music, that's kind of what got us through our youth. We kind of we you know we heard those Misfits records. We heard those Black Flag records. We heard those Chicks Digger records. Yeah. That's what kind of that's what kind of pulled us through. And we we kind of. I guess our focus was not really on surviving, but just just getting through getting through our teenage years. And uh, in the media, you know, you know, Southern Alberta, like it is a very uh, I don't want to say racist, but you see a lot of things online that that sucks, you know. And sure, especially in, in Canada, like there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of horrible things that have happened to Indigenous people, like First Nations people, and uh, you know that's something that's a that's a dark history that this country has. Uh, residential schools. Uh, you know, a lot of kids were back in the day. Like a lot of kids were taken away from their parents. You know, they lived off the land. They were you know kind of colonized and put into schools where they had to learn learn English and just go through all these hard battles. And uh, you know that was like my grandparents. And it's a generational thing. It kind of goes from your grandparents to your parents to you. So there's like historical trauma. And it kind of, kind of puts the odds against you because now you're you're kind of labeled as a statistic. You're there's not a lot of uh, motivation behind getting through life like a normal person, you know. So you know it it, it is a struggle, but I, I see a lot of good things happening in this country uh, with with my people. Uh, a lot of a lot of people out there doing some amazing things, and you know, as a as a band who grew up on a reserve, we just want to help. The next generation after us and and show them hey you don't have to live in a community where things may seem bad but it's what you make it so we took music we thankfully our guitar players uh, grandparents had a garage we can jam in and they bought us equipment and that's what got us through our, our teenage years yeah yeah well that's that's you know that's that's uh a lot of people i think you know that's the reason they get into punk rock and metal in the first place is because uh you know whether you're living on a reservation and dealing with all that stuff or uh you know you, you lots of kids you got things that even if it's just like being a teenager it's like that's all that's all you need to get into fucking punk rock 
in metal, it's like you, you maybe it, you kind of recognize that aggression in yourself and it helps you deal with it or whatever. Um, and that's great. It, it, it's great that, you know, we live in a time where we have that and you can uh, kind of, I don't know what to harness that. <laughs> that's the word. I was thinking it had started with the H. And, uh, you know, you harness that and use it to your advantage and like maybe you get the fuck out of there for a little while. And, uh, you know, I think it's also important to see the rest of the world, whereas like maybe your grandparents and your parents didn't have that, if you know what I mean, because like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and as far as like the racism and, and stuff like that goes, a lot of people, uh, you know, just don't get to see, I don't know, I guess other communities and other people. And so they jump to conclusions based on their own personal, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Um, and, and things that people tell them and yeah. So, uh, do you think of, uh, you know, being in a band? I know you said that it's, it's, it's like your way to sort of give back and like teach, you know, maybe people who are younger than you that, you don't have to just uh, get caught up in all the all the what what's that word like minutia? Is that the word? I think that's a good yeah, word. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like a word that will work for this situation about uh, you know getting caught up in it and like having a struggle and sit there and be miserable sometimes because maybe you think like oh this is a shitty hand I got dealt, but like yeah, like you're saying, you fucking start a band fucking do some things and like be creative and you can get out there and i think that's you know what really draws people to punk rock and metal um in the first place as well as just being a confused kid is uh the idea that you can just do it and fucking get out there and tour and people will book your band and like you make friends have you know have you been able like to to do that to to kind of get out and uh you know, see, you know, experience and pe meet other people and see p other parts of the world and stuff. 100%. I think, uh, again, just going back to playing shows in like Western Canada, a lot of, a lot of the friends I have today are from all over, all over Western Canada or bands that have passed through touring. It's just all about, I guess, uh, making connection. And when you have punk rock, there's no, I guess there's no barriers. There's no, oh, this person's uh, indigenous, this person's Caucasian. It's all one family. And that's what I love about it. And again, like a lot of my close personal friends today are, you know, are non-First non Nation people. So it's allowed me to expand and look outside of, uh, I guess, this box that's put over me as, a, as an indigenous person. Sure. And, uh, you know, like uh, growing up, like, I, uh, my first job was working in a in a live music venue as a as a bouncer or a oh, door yeah. guy, and you see a lot of bands come through. You see a lot of touring bands come through, so you make connections there. And so, so just along the way, like I I I started working in the I quote unquote music music industry when I was eighteen, yeah. and I've been doing it on, been doing it on and off for about ten years now. So along the way, like working in like at a capacity of a security or Doing, being a stagehand or selling merch like you meet good people along the way and there's some there's a lot of hidden gems out there oh yeah absolutely and uh you know it's it, it's just good to make those connections and uh you know the the, the 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 more you see of the world especially from that kind of like lens i guess i would say 
is like it's 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 so much more not it's like personal for personally fulfilling yeah that's the right thing to say and uh also just like i think it allows you or anybody i don't want to it allows you no but like anybody who (laughs) deals with that uh can like sort of uh bring that knowledge and experience back and like kind of like put pump it into their own community it's just even if you're just having like a conversation with somebody else who maybe doesn't have that experience you can be like yeah you know i was uh you know on this other side of the country where you you never got to go and uh it's pretty cool over there there's some people that are doing some cool stuff and uh you know yeah you know i guess that what they call that is like broadening your horizons that's the that's the thing right well one of the things i experience like a lot with people just from calgary like they they don't really know they don't have perspective on like what it is living on a reserve so i usually have you know half hour conversations with people just giving them a little bit of perspective of what it's like to live live out in the prairies live out on on beautiful land and away from the city and having like traditional upbringings and and just kind of like just just trying to give them some perspective but also allowing them to know like my people we historically speaking we've lived off the land we we already had our governance in place we've already had our diets our healthy diets in place like we already had structure before you know colonization came in like the 1400s like we were already we already roamed the land and we already knew what we were doing before someone said hey you got to do this you know what i mean so i've i've always uh even just like you know living on a reserve you kind of feel like you're from another world sometimes, but oh, it's uh, it's good to educate people and just kind of give them a, a little bit of perspective on it. Oh yeah, I believe that to be true. Uh, and that's a very good point that you just made is that uh, you're bringing your knowledge of uh, you know, I guess I'd almost just call it history, um, based on like the the, the way you were brought up and uh, your family and everything, um, and everything. Uh, you know, the knowledge that's been passed down to you and passing that on to people outside of your community. And that's also very important because, uh, you know, like you were saying, some people are fucking racist. And if you're going to, I think that's the only way to really de- defeat that is to teach people that, uh, you know, like <laughs> other people, just because they're different from you, it doesn't mean uh, they're wrong or they 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 you're better or they're worse so uh yeah i think that's real good that uh you can kind of uh share that, share that message with people and that makes uh also the the music that you make important because i don't know if if you guys like i couldn't follow the lyrics that closely but i don't know if you're specifically political in your lyrics but it's just it well, I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't matter that much because you can say that message out, but you can also just be like, we're going to make some music and then we're going to be here and tell you about our story later on when we're hanging out, you know, drinking beers or whatever. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, there's just like big uh, wave of indigenous music right now in Canada. There's so many, so, so many amazing artists out there, like a lot of hip hop a lot of like a lot of hip like a lot of hip-hop a lot of like folk a lot just a lot of music that's uh 
that's kind of carrying that banner of telling their story through their music. And we like that. We we're into that. We just, we're just kind of like those guys that just kind of do our own thing. Like a lot of this, a lot of the stuff we write is like personal experience. Uh, our guitar player, Ty, he's like super into dungeons and dragons and like fantasy stuff. Oh, so nice. we just kind of mix it. We mix it all up and we, uh, yeah. well, we, we, uh, <laughs> we bring it together and we think it's awesome. Like, like again, there's so many, so many, of our friends who live all over the country are indigenous. They have, yeah. uh, they have their message and they have their story. And like, we're, we're on the sidelines, like we're their allies and we're, we're, we're there cheering them on, but we're going to go in a different route and just kind of be ourselves, you know? Oh yeah. You gotta be yourself. Cause like, otherwise who would you be? I don't even know. Ex- but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like that your guitar players in the dungeons and dragons, because I feel like, Anybody who plays any kind of metal should be a little bit into that or like at yep. least into like, you know, something like that, because you have to have like a some kind of like epicness in your blood to like play that kind of music, I think. And it's important um, because you can do like some uh, like power metal type stuff where you, you talk about like those those barbarians or wizards in the mountains. And, uh, you know, it's important stuff because I believe it to be true. And, uh, even if it ain't real, it's fun to think about. And, uh, you know, (laughs) in in these days, you know, it can be a nice escape. And you think about like the wizards and their their weird beards and whatnot here. Well, like a lot of, uh, like in our culture, like a lot of like the spirit world and like, uh, ghost encounters that's like that's real in our community and oh yeah there's people there's people that have encountered like i i don't know like i figures and spirits and we we in our last ep it's called dark spirit like the album cover yeah that that figure has actually been spotted by people by multiple people and uh like it's an artist rendition of the spirit that people have seen yeah yeah like there's old stories like that and like actually the other night we in our group our group chat we all we were telling each other ghost stories and i didn't go to bed till like six in the morning because i was freaked out i waited till the sun came up but anyways uh there's there's like a lot of like uh i guess a lot of stories that go back like historical stories of like hauntings and and spirits in our community and like to us that's cool like we want to tell those stories yeah i mean that's that's great too that you got uh, like a medium to do it with and yeah yeah that's awesome but go on so but yeah like it's weird because like it'd be probably be taboo and probably uh, people wouldn't believe it but if you experience it it kind of opens up a whole new world to you so like uh and and we've like we've been quote-unquote haunted before like we've had experiences and uh, you know like uh, you know like people like like bigfoot like the sasquatch in our community People like people have said they've heard or they spotted him. There's stuff like that. Like, and those are the stories we want to tell. And so there's stuff like that, that, uh, we try to bring out into our music as well. And yeah, with a little bit of research or, the, or whoever you talk to in our community, like there's some pretty crazy, uh, encounters with like the spirit world, I guess. Yeah. I believe it to be true. I mean, fuck man. I don't know nothing about it, but I would love to uh, experience that myself. 
and I, I think that, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it's because, uh, uh, do you consider that maybe your people are more of like a spiritual people than, uh, you know, like typical Americans or like Canadians? Oh yeah. 100%. And like, uh, that, that part that component of, uh, of who we are, like, I'm not, I wasn't really brought up in that, but there is a, there is a spiritual connection. Yeah. And, uh, I think like, that's very big in our community. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to go too deep into religion, but yeah, you know, we don't, we're not going to die and go to heaven or, you know what I mean? Like there's, right, there's right. a spirit world out there and sure. there's a whole, whole other aspect of it. But, but no, uh, we're very connected to, to the earth and, you know, uh, the sun and all that stuff. There's a, a lot of, a lot of things we can talk about in that, in that form. But, you know, it's, I think every culture has, has their medium or has their god or whoever yeah i mean most do and you know it's like uh i don't know some people like they go to like you know typical white people america you go to church and you fucking do the this and the that and like oh it's easter time for fucking the easter baskets and all this shit and i'm like how does that have anything to do with uh jesus and everything I don't, I don't really understand it, and I think a lot of people don't, but it's, it's good to have, uh, you know, an understanding of something that your ancestors and everybody was, like, teaching each other, because I don't really understand any of it, but um, I think it's probably a good idea to know about it on some level, because so much of the world sort of, like, uh, runs on it, you know? It's like... Uh, political leaders and stuff it's like you know in america we got like the separation of church and state but i don't think that's really working out too good because you know you got all these people who are like praising jesus and stuff and they like say oh that's the reason we need to like do this law and i'm like hey how about we just don't do the laws yeah yeah but you know i mean I, there are some real there are extremists out there and I guess those are the kind of people I try to avoid and me and my friends try to avoid. We, it, uh, well, we've encountered it along the way. Uh, yeah. Un unrelated to any of this, uh, like we don't have like the Westboro Baptist Church up here, but you know. Oh, not at all? Good for you guys. No, we, yeah. Uh, but we, 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 we've heard of like, we see stuff online and yeah. again, like the, the outside world, like the States and all that, like it's all fascinating to us because you know, we're just some kids that grew up on the prairies. Yeah, that sounds kind of nice, though. Prairies, those are, that's a nice land. Like, it's nice and wet, and you got, like, I don't know, good farmland, it sounds like. Well, I mean, uh, when you drive through, when you drive from Calgary to Saskatchewan, it gets pretty boring after the third hour of nothing. <laughs> I w yeah, I would agree with you uh, there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can't remember the geography of everything, but it's like, yeah, once you get past the mountains and you're heading east towards like, uh, you know, I always think of it as far as like, well, we have the Great Lakes and like yeah, yeah. on either side of that, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, at least we're in Canada. <laughs> That's what we always <laughs> yeah. think. It's like, even if it's a boring drive, it's like, well, at least we're in Canada and we can... Uh, eat some ketchup flavored potato chips and oh poutine i don't know 
if you guys are is as much into the poutine as uh the people in like the quebec and all that on the east coast but uh we think it's delicious and we also like uh i don't know everything in canada is fucking great maple syrup for 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 <laughs> for sure i'll tell you what but what about, I, have you tried tim horton's coffee I <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of Timmy. Timmy, we call them tea hoes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's our that's our nice. made up name for it because it sounds real cool. Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up because I gotta tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. Great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's a place where you can... You can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all Stupid Red branded apparel. That's P-R-I-S-O-N, I think. I don't really know how to spell, but those are the letters they told me to say. StupidRedMerch.com StupidRedMerch.com Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can, um... Get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there, and there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeahman Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, Yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeahmans Vintage and Used Guitars. But uh, we've had uh, we've had a fair share of double doubles, and I don't really know what that means. But I do like coffee, and uh, if I gotta go to T Hose to get it, that's where I'm gonna go. So yeah, yeah. you know. But uh, we like uh, we did make a rule that anytime we're in Canada, if you have coffee, you gotta put maple syrup in it. Nice. I gotta try that now. Yeah. And is it true? <laughs> did they really make the the dollar bills smell like maple syrup? At, at some point uh i think like the 20 dollar bills or 10 dollar bills it, like the new ones like they have, it's all flashy yeah yeah it's it, yeah it does I, I i if i do recall i've i've smelled i have my fair share of uh canadian money that smell like maple syrup okay 
I wasn't sure if it was for real or if it was like they actually tried to make them smell that way. Or, or, or maybe like they were just handled by so many Canadians who love maple syrup so much that the hands were all sticky and they got it all over the, the money. <laughs> and then it was just like, oh, no, it just smells like that because it's it's like old money that got touched a lot. You know, that sounds a lot cooler, though. I, I, I'd rather go with that instead of... <laughs> Yeah, it intentionally being made as <laughs> maple syrup. Yeah, I mean either way, I don't, I don't got no fucking money right now. So, um, but yeah, yeah I tell you what, living over here in Germany, it's it's not easy finding good maple syrup. There's like, uh, there's like one thing in the grocery store to get it, and it's not great. So uh, they always advertise a big maple leaf on it and say maple syrup, like Canadian style, and I'm like. All right, it's Canadian style, but is it from Canada? Probably not. Anyway, <laughs> it's the it's the you know the things I miss, but you know whatever. So I got um, what's that? How's the how's the whole quarantine stuff going out there and self isolation going? Oh, you know it's going. Everybody's uh, hunkered yeah. down just like everywhere. Um, not too not too much to talk about. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. you know, people get sick and it's real sad. Uh, the, you know, I think, uh, they're handling things in Europe a lot better than they are in the States. And I think, yeah, I hope that yeah. Canada's doing well with this. I believe it, that they must be because I know the, the borders got shut down real quick, uh, between, you know, Canada and the U S uh, so I hope that you guys are doing well with it. Yeah, no, things are things are fine out this way. I think, uh, yeah, just practicing, you know, s social distancing, like they're saying, and uh, yeah, just 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 you know, washing your hands and following all the precautions. Uh, I think I think we're in a good position right now, and you know, uh, thankfully, you know, our numbers ain't as high as other places, uh, and a, a lot of our officials. Are taking proactive measures and keeping everyone updated and thankfully i mean like everything's uh you can just google something now like you have that accessibility so that's right everyone, i feel i feel like everyone's well informed uh yeah just i don't know like the whole hoarding thing really was weird like people buying yeah. all the toilet paper you know like all yeah. that stuff is weird you can't find hand sanitizer anywhere but but for the most part it's 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 been all right and but you know the downer is uh like all the, all the people in the music industry, all the music venues, all the people touring or it's, the road crews and all that are suffering, and that yeah, that's that's really heartbreaking. Well, that's the thing. It's like they talk about like the the economy. I think uh, around the world really is gonna be real fucking harshly affected by all of this, and uh, you know maybe it'll be a big wake up call once it's all over for. Some of these people who like to hoard money to fucking either not be allowed to do that or at least like, uh, you know, give it up a little bit. And uh, because, you know, it's 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 like uh, when the economy's fucked, uh, everybody's fucked. Don't doesn't really matter how much money you have because that money is going to be kind of worthless. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 specifically the entertainment industry. As far as like bands touring and stuff, like oh, I've I've been hearing some bad stuff. <laughs> I don't even want to necessarily yeah. get into it, but you know, it could be uh, could be a while till we uh, can like uh, go on the road and stuff. But you know, like you said, uh, we got the internet now because it's the twenty first century, 
and uh, you got, you know, fucking uh, ways to listen to music at least and ways to engage with people, and that's important. Um, no matter where you live, you know, uh, you you wanna you wanna be able to have that internet and uh, not be too, you know. Obviously, we gotta be physically isolated, but you don't wanna be too mentally isolated, and uh, you know, uh, fucking discovering new new music is a good good thing to do. Oh, 100%. And I think uh more than ever, I think it's really critical to be supporting other bands. I don't know I don't know what the shipping's like uh out that way, but I've been I've been getting a lot of local merch from a lot of bands and oh, yeah. merch companies. It's it's a uh, it's really a time for reflection if if you think about it. It's thinking about like I guess uh all the times he complained about the scene, like now you miss it more than ever. At yeah, least that's right? how I feel. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I'm definitely going to appreciate things a hundred percent more when all this is over. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think that, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to kind of think about because you, you're talking about people like the livelihoods and even people's lives, but yeah, it's like, uh, everything's going to be, I think kind of like condensed. I mean, it's going to be, it's, it seems like things could get a little chaotic because, uh, you don't know what's going to happen or how long it's going to last. If it lasts too long, things could be fucking real crazy. Um, you know, when people like get desperate and start doing fucked up shit, hopefully we don't get to that point. Uh, and hopefully like, uh, people in power will, uh, you know, do the right thing. But, uh, I don't even know what the right thing is, but, you know, hopefully they'll do it. And, um, but, you know, like, yeah, I think it's important. It's like everything's getting condensed where it's going to be like, uh, you know, uh, some of the businesses are going to fail. Uh, some of them, uh, will still be around. And then hopefully, you know, there'll still be some bands and stuff left to, 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 to pick up the pieces and start moving on. And uh, hopefully they'll bring back, uh, well, what you were talking about before, about the like, sense of community in punk rock and metal. Uh, I think hopefully that will come back a little more because I, I believe that it exists, but I feel like it used to be a little stronger. Where, uh, you know, yeah, like just yeah. coming from the punk scene, I remember like back in the day when like you go to a house show or something and it was like, it didn't matter if you were just like a pop punk kid or even like a metal dude, or like a crust punk, it was like everybody went to every show. It was like, it didn't matter if it was a ska show, or a fucking metal show, or uh, like a hardcore punk show, or a pop punk show, it was like everybody was going to every show, and then something happened along the way, and that kind of stopped. So, um, I don't know, maybe uh, once people are uh, back into like going outside and being social again, uh maybe we'll get back to that a little bit and that would be nice yeah yeah and i think one of the things i really miss too is like i miss seeing like mixed uh mixed bills with different music like different kind of genres of music oh yeah like seeing a you know a punk band a black metal band an indie band like i think we kind of gotta go back to the drawing board and reevaluate some things and see uh, you know present something that's like very inclusive and includes everyone because that's I think that's the approach the world's gonna have to take as a whole either way. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, I think uh, you know, just even outside of punk rock and the well, the entertainment industry, I should say, 
uh the whole world you're right when you say that like all the industries are gonna have to fucking you know uh, get down to get down to the basics or whatever like uh hunker down and fucking realize what's important and uh you know what's real important i think is uh survival <laughs> yeah yeah that's true but anyway i don't i don't like to get in too much into the the quarantine talk because it's like whew, it can get real depressing real quick and it's kind of all that anybody's talking about these days um so it's nice to like talk about other stuff um yeah do you guys no, no kidding like what yeah i'm 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 a i'm a big i'm a big like wrestling fan so oh, yeah. i i created like a like a facebook group with all my close friends i like wrestling and it's like don't talk about covid just talk wrestling and yeah it kind of we distract ourselves from that kind of stuff because that's all you see online. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you might as well distract yourself because, uh, yeah, it's like that is all you see online, and and that's why I don't fucking go online. But uh, it's you know, it's like yeah, you want to stay informed and know what's going on and know what you should be doing to like stay safe and uh, be prepared and everything. But you don't need you know, it's like that old. I think I would. Norm MacDonald had a joke about, like, the 24-hour news cycle. Shit, I lost you, didn't I? Come back, bud. Oh, are you back? You still there? Yeah, I think I lost you for a minute, but uh, I got we're back. Okay. So I just wanted to say, like, uh, I think Norm MacDonald had this thing about the 24-hour news cycle where he was like, oh, yeah, we used to have the, the news and it lasted for a half hour. And then they decided, hey, this is selling great or something. And like, let's turn it into like a 24 hour thing. But then they realized there's only about a half hour worth of news every day. So they got to fucking spin that into 24 hours. So, uh, you know, it's like people want to like, because we live in the age of information or whatever with the internet, it's like people feel like they need to constantly be like, hitting that refresh button and staying informed and stuff. And it's like, well, you're just reading the same fucking sh garbage reiterated in a different language or something over and over again. So uh, maybe give it a rest and, uh, you know, fucking distract yourself a little bit. I mean, it's the best, it's the best thing to do. So, uh, yeah. yeah, like stay informed, stay, you know, know what you got to do to be prepared, but also... Try to relax, I guess, you know, whatever. Well, I think I think people need to, like, just put their phone down for, like, an hour or two and just read a book or something, you know? Like, yeah, that's something I that's something I've been practicing. Like, I have an electric drum set set up here. So I try to, like, limit my time on my phone because, again, all it does is create worry and frustration when you see stuff on like what's happening in the world. So yeah. I, I think one of one of the things that will help is uh just connecting with yourself and kinda disconnecting a little from what what's happening online. Absolutely. Except for when it comes to podcasts, everybody should listen to those. Oh there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well um, I don't know if you guys if you got something you need to plug. You guys got any uh new recordings coming out anytime soon? Yeah, yeah. So our our next EP is coming out next Monday. Uh, oh, it's gonna tight. be available Spotify, iTunes, well, uh, YouTube, Facebook. You say next Monday, yeah. but that's today is Monday, so that's a week from now. Honestly, this probably won't be out for a little while till after that's 
uh, out because I got a few things lined up before this one, before this episode can get released. So, uh, oh, yeah. so basically, uh, when this episode comes out and people can hear it, you this this thing you're talking about will already be out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, Bandcamp, YouTube, Iron Tusk. Uh, it's called Cloud Eaters. It's it's a two song EP. We're gonna be putting it out on a seven inch in the summertime. Tight. But we want to, we want to do a digi- a digital release just to get it out there. And uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube, Iron Tusk, uh, Band, Instagram, all all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we plan on we will like again. We were planning on doing some like, some dates with this, but that's very uh, yeah. Everything's reali- it's not realistic. Things on hold. But, yeah. Um. So can people get that seven inch from your Bandcamp or like where do they order that from? Yeah, yeah, it will be available on our Bandcamp, and Tight. we'll have it like we'll have different avenues to explore yeah. for getting it out there. We want we definitely want to look at some distribution deals to you know release it for us so we're gonna we're really gonna explore all our avenues and get it out there we we want the world to to hear it and that's that's one of the things we've been that's one of the priorities we made with this release and you know working with melanie she's been such a big help of us oh yeah she's great she's like uh i don't know uh you know i I know a lot of bands and i know a lot of people from canada that are in the like the entertainment industry and especially the punk rock scene but she really seems like a true ambassador to like the uh, the punk metal uh, scene in Canada for like the whole world, really. So yeah, she's great. Yeah, and everyone everyone knows her, and it's it's awesome. It's she's really she really has a you know she's in it for the right reasons, and her heart's in it. And I'm really glad that we're finally working with her. Like I've heard nothing but good things about her. And, oh yeah, uh, for sure. It's exciting. It's exciting. That's right. All right. Um. Well, before I let you go, I I gotta do the 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 segment here that is like the main part of the show. Uh, crime stories. Do you got any? <laughs> you know what? I I was actually I've been listening to a lot of your episodes, so yeah. I actually I've been thinking of like. I haven't been involved in too much, anything too crazy, but I do remember when I was like 13, 14, there was like this local metal show happening on my reserve. And uh, I remember I got a ride to the show, but I didn't necessarily have a ride back home from the show. And it ended really late, like one o'clock, two in the morning. And I remember I I needed a ride and I had had a cousin who was a little bit older than me. I think he was like 19 at the time. And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'll get you a ride home." <laughs> so we uh, we we get picked up by his sister and her friends who are way older than us, like in their thirties, okay. and they're like partying. And like, I was like, "I just want to go home." I thought I was just gonna like they were gonna bring me right home, but I ended up like tagging along with them all night. They're like, we're like everywhere on the reserve, like we're at parties. Uh, <laughs> like it, party it was weird. It's like this thirteen-year-old kid. I'm like. I don't even know what's going on. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it till I get home. But anyways, uh oh it was like nine in the morning and uh they needed a one of the one of the ladies in the vehicle needed a bank card, so they had to get into this house, but the doors were locked and I, I don't know what they needed the bank card for. I think they needed to buy more booze or whatever. So yeah. what what happened was uh <laughs> they they busted a like like this the sun was just coming up. 
houses all over. They busted the window to get into this house. And I'm like sitting in this vehicle like, oh, man, coming so up. Bad. We need more booze. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so they bust a the window. They get into the house. They get the bank card. They leave the, I think it was like her sister's house or something. Yeah. So anyways, we, we <laughs> yeah, go to the bank, we'll go we go to the bank machine. <laughs> we go to the bank machine. And as soon as we stop at the bank machine, there's like four, four police vehicles out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Like ready to arrest us. They're like, what's going on? What happened? This vehicle was reported, uh, busting into a house. Like they were just ready to arrest us. And I'm like, I'm only 13. I'm my mom's gonna be so pissed. Uh, anyways, so they get it all sorted somehow. The girl says, "Hey, look, this is my sister's house. Uh, I had to get my card." Yada yada yada. Uh, and like the driver was, you know, I, I shouldn't be saying this, but the driver was a little intoxicated too. So oh, we yeah. had to get like a sober driver to come like pick us up. And <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it was. Just, and it was like 10 in the morning. I finally get dropped off at home. And I'm like, well, yeah, I could have went to jail. But, you know, it was, it was just one of those like uh, comedy of errors kind of nights where it just keeps getting better and better. And I think about it now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, better and better. That's a good way to think of it. And like, uh, just, just trying to get home. And I'm like, my mom's like, did you just get home? I was like, no, no, I went for a walk this morning. There but you go. It, it, was, it was funny. It was funny because like all like just a whole series of events happening and you know, thankfully, I, I didn't have to go to jail or spend the night, spend the day in jail. You spend the day in jail. Well, yeah, or the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. So I just go to prison. But uh, yeah, ha, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a good time. And you you lucked out or, or whatever. And uh, you didn't have to go to jail. That's very nice. I like that story. Yeah, I, th I, th I think the... I think the cops had like uh, maple syrup in their coffee that day, so they were they're in a good mood. That's so right. Okay. <laughs> That's why Canadians are so happy is that maple syrup keeps them all stoked. Then the fact you guys legalized <laughs> weed like way earlier than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I believe it to be true. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for having me on the on the podcast. Uh, oh, for sure. I hope the I hope the stitching the stitching on your mask is or on your toque there or whatever it is. Yeah, is, that's is right. Well you guys call it a toque. And, and the green, the color is still there. I mean, oh, I'm sure yeah. that's a lot of maintenance. <laughs> it's 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 uh, you know, the uh, I'm 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 looking uh, pretty fresh and tight today. I got this mask on and uh, you know, I'm doing this podcast. I'll I'll tell everybody like as far as the process goes cuz that's real interesting. I'm doing this one standing up. I normally sit down, but I'm like today I'm going to stand up. Because I feel like that helps you uh, with your energy and everything. It's like, if you're playing live, you're going to stand up. So I'm like doing a live thing and I got a lot of energy. So I might as well stand up and use that energy. All right. I'm going to do that on my next podcast. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. Right on. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, you guys, you gave your socials and everything, right? I don't, I yeah. don't remember. All right. So everybody knows how to get a hold of you in the band. Iron Tusk. Uh, new music out now is when this uh podcast comes out, and uh, go check it out, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, bud. Um, we'll speak to you soon. All right, I appreciate that. I'm I'm gonna go back to watching The Simpsons now. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it, buddy. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast. I want to thank Colin again for being on it. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green calling line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. 
Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the show. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set designed by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting Squeak Flights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typo. May the space be with you. Woo!